Hey everybody, this is Katie Forbes, and welcome to the pilot episode of a new podcast I've started with two of my friends, certified makeup artist Jen Hawkins and pharmacist Dr. Jasmine Jackson, aka Jazz Jackson. We are calling this Own Your Glow, and in this first episode, we explain why we wanted to start this podcast slash video vlog, aka vlogcast. This is the audio version you're listening to right now. We also have a video version that is a little more un cut and raw so if you want to watch that you can visit our youtube channel at own your glow girl be sure to subscribe on youtube so you can stay up to date as we release more episodes right now the plan is to release new episodes every other week and see how that goes this episode will probably be somewhat different than a typical episode because we mainly wanted to introduce ourselves and establish our mission and why we wanted to do it. But if you have any suggestions or want to ask a question, give us feedback or ask for advice, feel free to email us at info at ownyourglowgirl.com. That's info at ownyourglowgirl.com. I-N-F-O at o w n. Y-O-U-R-G-L-O-W-G-I-R-L.com. Our website is still under construction, but it is ownyourglowgirl.com. Our Instagram and pretty much all of our social media handles are also ownyourglowgirl. So please give us a follow on your favorite social sites. So without further ado, let's get started on this first episode because it is time for you to own your glow, girl. No one ever busts. They see me, see me strutting. to Own Your Glow. My name is Katie Forbes. This is Jen Hawkins. This is Jazz Jackson. <laughs> and we are doing a podcast slash video vlog. Mm-hmm. And we really just wanted to do something that was about female empowerment. Yes. And we're kind of all, Jazz is in her late 20s. I'm in my, I call it mid 33. So like early to mid 30s. Jen's in her late thirties, so we're kind of trying. We're kind of spanning the uh, the decades, yeah. yeah we've got things. Gen X, Gen y, Gen y, and Millennial. But so. yeah, but in general, like obviously, we're cool with anyone listening to this or watching it. But um, the whole kind of late twenties to thirties and forties are who we kind of want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Basically, we had all been talking, and we're friends, and so we decided, hey, let's do this podcast. Let's do this thing together. And I'm gonna let. Y'all, introduce yourselves, so we can go with you first. Um, Jen Hawkins, uh, certified makeup artist. Um, What's your one of your favorite things to do? Go to concerts. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Concert enthusiast. Certified makeup artist. Polit- um, political news junkie. Yeah. Left your job of 17 yeah, years. Worked at the sheriff's office for 17 years and left in October. So it would be a year on Halloween that I've been gone from there. Moved to Memphis. Ooh. Packed up and moved to Memphis from Nashville. My name is Jasmine Jackson. I'm a pharmacist here in Memphis. Um, I'm from Nashville. Yeah. Moved to, to Nashville. Nashville girl. Yes. is what Nashville-ians. I call it. Nashville-ians. Yes. Nashvillains. Not even villains. Don't call us <laughs> No, we're from Nash Vegas. I'm kidding. It's, it's, no, it's redneck Vegas. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, I'm from Nashville. 
Let's see. One thing I love to do is shop. Love shopping. Y'all will Ooh. notice in this podcast, or if you watch this, Jasmine is the one that's always going to have shoes and the jewelry and the right <laughs> yeah. stuff. Jazz like the red bottom stuff. shoes and the all that kind of good yeah. stuff. Jazz yeah. is our fashionista for yeah. sure. Well, thanks. I'm the one that was just like 10 minutes ago in rollers. Yes. No Jazz, Jazz and her husband always look like they just stepped out of a J. Crew catalog. Well, yeah. we try now. <laughs> we just trying out here. Yep. I kind of want to go into why this whole episode is going to be like why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to articulate this the way that I'm going to, we'll see how it works. We wanted to start this vlog because in this podcast, I don't know what we want to call it. Do we want to call it vlog, podcast, podcast, I guess? Blog, plog, blog, 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 vlogcast. There we go. There we go. Okay, we wanted to start this vlogcast because we wanted something for women that were in our age bracket. Um, Like I said, there's no, there's no issue, obviously, with anyone younger or even men listening to this or watching this. But um, there's this kind of age range that we have been talking about where you start to feel like. Time is running out, or what am I doing? What's the next step? You know, we're you're past college. Yeah, you're past college. You're past like that whole twenties, like trying to figure out what you're, who you are. Mm -hmm. So then I think once you get past that, then you're trying to say like, okay, now that I know I'm not all those things, Mm -hmm. or now that I made all those mistakes, or now that I've done all those things, right? Like, who am I now? And so that's kind of like I feel like we all are. And I would say, I mean, I don't want to speak for y'all, but I think none of us necessarily are thinking like. I 100% know where I'm going with my life, and I'm doing this, this, and this, and I have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I think in your 20, early 20s and teens, you, you think, think that. You think you know everything. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. You, th- you think you've got it figured out, or you're like, by 30, you'll have it figured out. Yeah. Or right. by 25, you'll have right. it figured out. Well, or... I can tell you now that I'm 39, and I still don't know. <laughs> I, but I th- that's, that's okay. Yeah. But that's what I think is normal, that I think women especially don't know, is that it is okay to not be... Um, have all that set or even if you have to restart or you're starting over starting or over starting over like Jen started over by moving here and quitting her job that was like the stable job because she was like you know what I can't fucking sit here okay. anymore yeah. you know it was making me physically ill but it's funny how or interesting how it takes till you get a little bit older and like to finally do it. Like, there's a lot of things I thought about or thought, I don't want to be this person or I don't want to be mm-hmm. this way. But you still feel this pressure like, um, no, but somebody else wants me to be this way. Somebody mm-hmm. else, like, needs me the to family. be this. and Or I can't disappoint this person. And so it's all about, I felt like my 20s, at least for me. A lot of people say that their 20s were them rebelling, having this good time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, my 20s were like, am I making you happy? Am I pleasing yeah. you? Is yeah. this like... You know, fam- whatever it is, family obligation, friends. yeah, friends, yeah, even husband. I mean, I've, I've yeah. been married my whole twenties, so like even that, like just mm-hmm. being obsessed with that. Like, are you happy with me? Are you happy with me? Going into a room, is everyone in here happy mm-hmm. with me? Mm-hmm. Should I do this? I remember when I had my wedding, I was eighteen, almost nineteen, very young, and I was thinking like everything I'd picked was kind of like, okay, I'm deciding this, but will everybody else like it? Now, if I did that, I would be like, fuck with everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do it my way. Right. But I think it takes, like, a decade of of not, you know what well, I mean? Like, yes, I've got friends yes. that are younger, and I'll advise them, like, hey, you know, you shouldn't care what people think, or you shouldn't worry about this. 
They're not ready, though. They so say now. they say that they don't care what people think. But they do. But they do. Like we were talking at dinner last night. We had get in your thirties. I had I've had so much more fun in my thirties than I ever did in my twenties mm-hmm. because you really don't give a shit what people think anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once you get here, it's just like you know what this is my life. So mm-hmm. deal with it or don't. I don't you know. Yeah. And I think it's all a part of trying to get to know who you are mm-hmm. in your twenties because I remember planning for Desmond and I and my wedding. Like I had this vision of mm-hmm. what I wanted our cakes to look mm-hmm. like, and through planning, it became this glorious thing the banker was like what are you doing mm-hmm. and she was like hey everybody out the room and she was like i thought you wanted this mm-hmm. and i was like well this person said bride should have this and they were like she was like don't do what everybody wants you to do your wedding do yeah. what you want to do, do what you yeah. want to do but you get so caught up that almost that you don't even know that you're trying to appease other right. people you think, think that's, that's you yeah, yeah yeah you think that's you right. like and i think that is a a good part of being a woman that we're so in tune with what other people mm-hmm. how other people feel and mm-hmm. trying to accommodate other people's feelings and but that you, also can be a bad part and then you start and and this is another thing I think we want to tackle in the, in the broadcast is like women viewing each other as competition when mm-hmm. we, we shouldn't do that like mm-hmm. we should lift each other up because mm-hmm. when we come together we're a lot stronger mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know we can get more accomplished when, when we help each other out mm-hmm. so I think, yeah you know, we want to try to kind of get the community involved in yeah, yes. I heard. I heard somebody. I mean, I'm the argument or the thing has been said by several people, but I heard it on TV the other day. Uh, of all things, I think it was on. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> they were making like a joke. Basically, it was about women, and they were kind of trying to do the opposite. So you, they, their comedy is kind of based off. Hey, look how you're going to look like an idiot if you think this. And yeah. so they show you by you know acting like they think that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there was this part on there where she's like, I think it was her that said. Um, women don't have the luxury of hating each other. That's a male yeah. privilege. And I was like, I never really, th- I mean, I'm, obviously I know about fucking male privilege cr- like crazy, but <laughs> I'd never <laughs> thought about it in terms of women don't have the privilege of disliking each other that much. You right. know what I mean? Like men, it's not affecting them. Right, yeah. right. Men are on top. So bitch, it's like, you know. yeah, it, men are on top. So if you're at odds with all these women, which is another whole thing that men are a big reason for but like when you're when you're at odds with women like yeah you can't work together you can't get things done mm-hmm. and so yeah right now you know I think especially in times like this we don't have the luxury to uh, I mean do you like dislike people yes do you like every woman right. no mm-hmm. but in terms of that caddy like take her down I can't be successful unless you're further right. down right. we don't have the luxury of that and it's not a good idea no right uh We'll discuss Gabrielle Union's book later on, but there was a a quote in there that talks about another woman's shine doesn't diminish your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you need to realize that just because somebody else is maybe where you want to be, Mm -hmm. that you, through hard work and and stuff, you can get there as well. You don't have to knock her down to get there. You can both Mm -hmm. be where you want to be. Just, you know, you've got to support her. Yeah, there's a whole, like level of thinking that I feel like screws women up where if you start thinking in order for, like I said, for me to be successful, you have to be less mm-hmm. successful. Right. I have to step on you. I have to go above you. Right. You know, all of that kind of stuff. And so I think that's a big reason, one of the reasons we wanted to start it. Another reason we wanted to start it, this vlogcast, as I'm going to try to get used to saying, mm-hmm. is just to talk about fun stuff and, like, things, whether it's, you know, makeup or even things that people have, like, medical questions mm-hmm. or anything. Jasmine can do that. 
I didn't, I don't know that I ever actually, like, introduced myself. I don't know why. No, yeah, like, no, like, no, no, like some arrogant no, person, like, everyone knows. Everybody knows Katie Forbes. No, they don't. My name is Katie Forbes, and I do another podcast, and I'm so used to, at the beginning of that podcast, saying, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. my name is Katie Forbes. But currently, I have a podcast called Motivated AF with Katie Forbes, and then also I'm doing this I do some writing, and I am kind of an aspiring public speaker. Like, we we talk about, <laughs> this is, this actually, it works here while I'm trying to talk about myself. So, we've all had this discussion, I think, where when somebody tells you to talk about yourself or say good things about yourself, like, tell me about you, like, whether it's a job interview mm-hmm. or a cocktail party or networking event or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and they say, like, So what do you do? And you may say, you know, I'm a pharmacist or I'm a makeup artist. But then it's like that we stop there. Like we try to, I feel like as women, diminish whatever we're doing. Like we're not, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there's such a negative thing on self-promotion that we start thinking, if I say anything good about myself. It sounds conceited. It sounds conceited. Men don't have a problem with it. You just said, you know, makeup artist, like in my head. Immediately, I went. We're on camera, and they're gonna think my makeup looks like shit. Like that's <laughs> just your I mean, automatic just, thought. That's, yeah, but yeah. That's what women, men don't do. That that's you know, yeah. it's a female thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it can happen to anybody, but I think women do it more. Where, um, if you say, "Tell me about yourself," it's like even then, I'm like, "Well, it's a podcast. I kind of want to do this sort of thing." Mm-hmm. But then, if someone is to say, "Hey, tell me about your friend Jen," then I'm all like pitchy, like. Mm-hmm. Man, she's like pitching it like she's a certified makeup artist. She mm-hmm. left her job after 17 years. She's a badass. She can do this, this, and this. She knows mm-hmm. how to organize. She knows how to. And, th- and then I'm like, but oh, then when it's about me, it's like, in. yeah, like. I don't know what to say. Right, you know, right. I've been going on so many interviews and they're like, tell me about yourself. And I'm like, this is the part I'm really bad at. <laughs> <laughs> I really do start to start the conversation. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not good at talking about there's, myself. Yeah, there's, there's this natural thing where you're like, I don't know, the, at least in my 20s especially, every single time it was kind of trying to imply immediately, hey, just so you know, like, I'm not that great. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's how it was, like, came across. Like, I started thinking about it in interviews and different things, and I thought, really, all I'm doing is, like, prefacing immediately that I'm not yeah. important. Like, right. hey, I, like, I mean, I'm, I've changed a lot of that in terms of how I feel about myself. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like this feeling like I said to humbleness gets confused confidence like it's okay to be confident it's okay to be confident but not arrogant arrogance is different yeah Yeah. yeah, I mean that's more and that's also comes from a place of things that you're not actually good at right like arrogance is like I know every single thing right you know, confidence is, like, feeling good about yourself, but also being, like, confident enough to say, like, hey, I make mistakes. Like, I, I don't know how to do everything right. I'm not the best at every single My thing. My may look like shit to Well, me. it's like, here's the, things, here's the things that I'm good at, you know? Yeah, and I think hopefully this podcast helps people understand, like, there may be some things that you're bad at, but there are plenty more things that you're There's good at. There's always And own that. Mm-hmm. Own yeah. your glow. Own yeah. your glow. Own yeah, your that's, glow. I guess we should explain, yeah, the own your glow thing is, talked about a lot of different titles mm-hmm. and things and trying to make sure we don't get sued for <laughs> wrong, <laughs> searching other names that had already been taken and things like that. We all kind of had our different ideas and then I was kind of, we were all thinking like, okay, when we know the title, like it'll click with all of us. Mm-hmm. It won't be like two right. of us think mm-hmm. this and one of us think that. One of us said it needs to have something to do with glow and then we all were like, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so, yeah, then we decided to call it Own Your Glow because, yeah, it's exactly that. It's owning who you are as a person, owning your mistakes, but also owning, like, the amazing things about yourself yes. and the awesomeness about yourself. And, yes. Um, what is the Chanel Monet song we were talking about where she says, even back then I knew I was the shit yeah. or whatever yeah. with tears in my eyes I knew I was the shit. Yeah. Kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so I think that's what we hope to do is to help women and we also are trying to do this like none yes. of us i would say i right. mean right we want to make sure other women realize that they they're not the only ones thinking this mm-hmm. right. it's, yeah. it's yeah yeah we're going to talk about a lot of things hopefully over several episodes where you on. will know you're not the only one feeling or thinking what you're feeling or thinking right um and we're gonna try to be brutally honest as much as we possibly can and be transparent as much as we can um, because I think there's so much out there that's fake and not real yeah. and people who don't want to admit their struggles, whether mm-hmm. it's in a relationship, whether it's in their life, whether money. it's, you know, yeah, money, personal whatever, health personal wise. health, family, whatever the thing right. is like, um, and so we really want to be more, uh, open with that mm-hmm. and like basically just make women feel less on an island by themselves. Right. Like right. try to bring women more together. Like, Hey, we're stronger as a group. Right. In terms of the um, 30s, like at least for me, it felt like, and I've tried to explain this and I'll do my best to articulate it, but it feels like as you get older, to me, you can know something logically. You can know you're the shit. You can know that it's society that, you know, is negative about women getting older. You can know that it doesn't have any effect on who you actually are and things like that. But there's still this society pressure mm-hmm. and this idea, like I said, that either time is running out or that you either are a sexual being or you're a mother. You better pick one of those things quick. Or you're a or you're a career woman. Or no, you're a, like, you got to pick a label. You know, you're you're, yes, you're are you a label. Yeah. You're placing when are you going to start trying to have a baby? It's constant. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's that and there's a uh, pink song of all things and I don't. You know, when you're interpreting someone, like, music, you never know what they meant by it. But when I hear um, the song, there's a lyric in it that says, the song is called Better Life by Pink. But there's a part where she, her whole album, I feel like, she's in her, I think, mid-ish, late 30s. And, sorry, Pink, if you're... Younger than I said that. Not that Pink is listening. Maybe Pink is listening. We'll just <laughs> how she is. Hey, Pink. <laughs> um, Love your song, doesn't it? Yeah, but um, <laughs> that whole album, her the lyrics, like, I remember, like, a few months ago, my dad was really sick, and I would listen to that album over and over, and I felt so much of the stuff she was talking about because mm-hmm. it was, like, this same thing. And there's a part in that song, Better Life, where she says, uh, I feel like a closing window and I was like, oh, my God, like, that's how I feel. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a closing window. Like, I've still there, like, still way. here somehow. Like, hey, mm-hmm. still pay attention to me. Still know I'm relevant. But I feel like closing, less relevant. less re- mm-hmm. Like, society is like you're less relevant mm-hmm. as you age, as a woman. Mm-hmm. Now, men, they don't yeah, give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, men can be 50 and they're cool. Or well, they're, you know what I mean? like, you know, there's the thing, like, where men get more attractive as they age. Oh, yeah. Women are expected to... I mean, just kind of go away and hide yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is, I don't know if it was Knocked Up or which Judd Apatow movie where, uh, I think it's his wife in real life and she's crying and she's like, I'm getting old and he's just getting better looking. It's 40. not fair. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. And that's kind of like, with me sneaking up very 
quickly on 40. I'm feeling a lot of that. Like last night at dinner when we were going around the table and everybody's like, I'm a lawyer and I'm a teacher and I'm, a, and I'm like, I'm driving an Uber right now. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm the oldest at the table and then I got home and I was like, I was the oldest there. I'm not. But no one knew that. See that? It's that's, like with that, and it's like I was it's the more only on you. One. Yeah. I know, but that's just in my head. I'm like, exactly. I'm only, it's like I like being single. Yeah. But it was like I was the only one there that wasn't a couple. I was the only one there that didn't really have a career. And you're the oldest. You should have your shit together. Well, and it's, I mean, you don't necessarily. That's mm-hmm. not how it should be. But mm-hmm. it's still. It's like that's what goes through your and, head. Yeah. And so we have to retrain our minds to say, you know, the positive thing is. I'm a certified makeup artist. I'm a beautiful woman. I'm a confident woman. Well, and it's like I, it's I, been I do 17 this. years I, at a job. It's like I'm it's not that I've yeah, always you've had been a successful done, career. Right. Yeah. The idea of somebody working anywhere for 17 years like that's huge. Like It is huge. I mean like It's very huge. Yeah, so and leaving it. Right. Yeah, leaving, leaving it when you had I mean people don't know this like Jen had like insurance and, and like medicine was like she, Yeah, I was going to say she paid like she a dollar for a prescription, like, right. and now having to leave Free and like money. figure that out out on her own, but knowing that that was more important to her than staying stuck there. You know, so right. many people. Stuck I get it, and that box. I get it, but people stay in places for insurance. They stay in marriages because they don't want to try to get out of it. They stay yeah. in other things. You know what I mean? Stay in marriages because they don't want to give up their retirement. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, keep out who that was about. I'm not, but, I won't <laughs> mention any name. That's what you feel like. Like you feel. Like, the closing window thing, that's how I felt. And, like, going in my 30s, I was excited about going into my 30s. But then as it went on, I'm like, do you ever think things and you're like, I feel stupid for thinking this. Or I feel shallow or mm-hmm. I feel, mm-hmm. I know I should not. Like, right. if you tell somebody, like you were saying, like, sitting there thinking those things or leaving and thinking those things, you know immediately everybody's going to be like, well, that's not true. And you know it too, mm-hmm. but sure it doesn't keep you from thinking. thinking that. But nobody like, was thinking that. No one yeah. was thinking I'm, that. Every night I journal before I go to bed. I've done that since I was in junior high. Mm-hmm. I journal every day. I didn't really even think about it until I got home last night and I was journaling about dinner. And then it was like, God, you're a loser. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I'm sure not. I'm no, not yeah, no one was thinking that, that at yeah. dinner. But, no and I wasn't even thinking it at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like, you get home and you start self-analyzing. Everybody does that, though. I yeah, did it, too. Everyone. Like, I did it, I because if nobody that's listening probably knows, Jasmine's husband did a surprise, like, birthday dinner for her last night, and so we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we knew some people didn't know some people. And I did the same thing. Like, everybody, I think, I do it less than I used to. I try to do mm-hmm. it less than it. But everybody, like, if I'm around people I don't know well, mm-hmm. I leave that place, and then I'm like, I can literally be thinking, like, that was fun, like, yes. I enjoyed it, or, yeah, you know, I yeah, it. or I, I got along with those people, they seem to like me, whatever mm-hmm. the thought is, and then you get home, and like, and I did, I got home, and I thought, I talked too much, did I, I mean, I wasn't drunk, but I was like, was I too loud, mm-hmm. did I say this, did I interrupt somebody, did I, did I, was I obnoxious, I bet I sounded obnoxious, like, I started thinking about, mm-hmm. like, all these things, and, like, obsessing about them, mm-hmm. and nobody else is going home, I mean, maybe they are saying I'm obnoxious, I'm sure that's no, 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 but you know what I mean, like, I think everybody does, it's just different things, yeah. you're yes. thinking that, like, I'm single, or I'm this or that, even yeah. though you want to be single, it's like, that's your thought, mine is, like, that everybody wants me to shut up. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, that's why forever I didn't do a podcast. I didn't do any of those things that I felt like I really wanted to do because I always thought in the back of my mind, they don't, nobody wants to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not. Nobody cares what I think. Yeah, I'm not special. I'm not anything. You know what I mean? And yeah. So I think that's normal to 
leave a situation, feel great, and then be like, oh shit, like, I, don't, I think, you think they really probably hate me, you know. Said, you know. Right, like, or yeah. I should have been like, well, you know, I worked at the sheriff's office for 17 years, and then I decided I didn't, you know, I, I couldn't take it anymore. The, mm-hmm. you know, the politics, the misogyny, the, you know, the constant stress, and, you know, to yeah. the point that I was on, like. And everybody would have been like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, so, uh, you know, it's just getting more comfortable with owning, owning your glove. Owning I mean, it's yeah, literally. Exactly what it is yeah. and so that's what we're trying to do and I think um we want you guys to do that yeah we well. want everybody that's listening or watching to do that with us like I said none of us are in this place where we're trying to say we're a complete Nobody, yeah, in no. our journey and that we know everything and so now we're trying to give Definitely y'all advice not. we're just literally there at the same spot as a lot of you probably and so we're kind of like hey let's talk about this and get it out in the open and you know discuss it but yeah the the closing window thing just kept like staying in my head because I was like I tried to explain to my husband one day I was like women in their 30s I was like we're just women as they get older I said there's this weird thing where you start to feel there's only so much more time anyone is going to notice me mm-hmm. you know what I mean like and it sounds ridiculous oh, but that is exactly no, how you start to feel nobody's going to notice me and it's not even like you're a person necessarily who thinks like I need attention I need all right. these things I wasn't so much, like, worried about wrinkles or worried... I just thought, when people find out my age, I become less and less relevant as it goes on. And I've felt that Losing relevancy. It's like they want someone... They want experience, but they want someone younger. Can't have both. You can't have experience and youth. (laughs) That doesn't work that way. It's, yeah, definitely a thing for for women, but not... Yeah, it's like... And so you're getting older, and you've done... Usually as a woman, you know, in your 20s or however long you spent serving other people doing what they want to do, trying to keep the peace, trying to do these things. And so then you hit your 30s and you're like, you know, I feel like close window. What the fuck am I going to do? Or who am I? Is this who I am or is this who I was told I had to be? Mm -hmm. You know, like when I was growing up, like my parents didn't tell me I had to be anything. But you see certain things and you're like, they're like that, so I have to be like that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not a mother and I'm 33. A lot of people have told me it's the South. I mean, I started getting... I got been married forever, but people started telling me I was running out of time to have a kid oh, when I was like twenty five. People tell me oh. I'm running out of time. My right grandma, yeah, my I'm twenty nine. Right. My grandmother on her deathbed, I was nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. She said, "You don't want to be an old maid." <laughs> I was like, "Nanny, I'm nineteen. There's a friends. Ep- there's a friends episode where he goes. People on their deathbed say the weirdest things. You're like no pressure. Another episode, but no pressure, Grandma. Thanks a lot for that. And I was like, "Thanks, Nanny." Of course, she's on so much morphine. (laughs) Bless her. She she really did. Really was her death. Yeah, bless her heart. But there's another southern thing. Bless her heart. (laughs) Anybody listening that's not in the south, yeah, we'll probably hear. Yeah, we all have country accents. Yeah, bless her heart. Yeah, but that's what I've been fighting against is not feeling like my time is running out. Like feeling like I have plenty of time. That as long as my health stays okay mm-hmm. and I'm, you know yeah. aside from the getting hit by a bus or something like <laughs> why do I feel this like because the more anxious you get as you get older as a woman it's like like I said I've never I say I've never been the type really who's like hey look at me maybe I should I'm probably getting more like that trying to be more confident trying to do that but this it was this feeling like hanging over me in my early 30s like this is it is this all it is? Am I? Is this where I stop being relevant? Nobody's gonna listen to me. I'm getting anxious. Her just talk like, 
Well, that's Literally. what I'm saying. Like, that's what you think. I mean, I'm just telling the truth, you know. It's like, and you've, you've said you feel it, and it's, it's just... You start thinking, like I said, it's just been set up in society. Of course, I look at plenty of strong women that are like well over our, any of our Absolutely, ages yeah. that are still relevant and still kicking ass and all this. And I think, though, that you make excuses and you say, well, that's them and they're better than Yeah, them. and yeah, you do. You make excuses like for Yeah, well, they're the, yeah, they're the exception to right. this. Like, I'm the old one. They're I'm, the exception. I'm the best at talking myself out of doing mm-hmm. something because mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, well, somebody else will do it better. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I like, yesterday I was talking to one of our friends who's a photographer, and he was like, you know what, you really should, like, how you all think, like, I'm fashionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, absolutely. I just like clothes, you know? <laughs> um, and he was like, you should really, you know, start something. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think anybody would be interested in No, yes, because I even sent the picture that I took of you and Des last night to my mom, and, she go, and my mom's first comment back was, she is so pretty. Aww. I do the same thing that you all do. Like, no, there's already other people out mm-hmm. there that do it. So, you know, they, they're they probably already focused on them. Mm-hmm. So they probably wouldn't focus on me. But, you know, we just have to get out of that mindset of putting it on someone else. Mm-hmm. Like our own attributes, our glow, our greatness. Yeah. You have yeah. to stop putting it on other yeah. people. And I think also that whatever the things you're naturally good at. It takes longer to figure out what those are. It can take a while to figure out what they are, own them, um, but then also the things you're naturally good at, you assume you don't put value on them. Mm-hmm. So yes. you're like, like, I just like clothes. Mm-hmm. That's your, that's the way you're accidentally devaluing mm-hmm. being good mm-hmm. at having an eye right. for fashion. Or um, people have said, like, Katie, you give good advice or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I just like to talk. Or, you know, whatever the thing is. Or Jen's really good at... Hyper-organized and would make, like, really great assistance. Right. I'm like, oh, but anybody can do that. Right, that's what she told me, and I'm like, yeah, one time we were talking, and she's like, well, but anybody can do that and make... And I was like, you know how much I hate making phone calls, organizing (laughs) things? Like, to me, those things are big deals. Exactly. Or fashion, like, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, you always look so, you, you and Desmond both always Thank look you. so put together and matched. Like, <laughs> you guys just always look. Yeah, well, whatever the, whatever your skill is as a woman, I feel like especially women do this. We downplay that. Mm-hmm. We think it's not important. Mm-hmm. We think nobody will care. Right. And we think, or we think automatically everybody knows how to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying. So I think it's also as a woman, like for the people that are listening or watching, like what, what are some things you're naturally good at? A good way to know is like, what have people told you right. before? Hey, you're good at this. Right. Or asked your help to do. Like, mm-hmm. can you help me with this thing? Mm-hmm. They may not know how to straight up say, hey, I think you're good at this. And some people forget to say things like that. But what is the thing they ask you for? Like, Jasmine, can you help me with my clothes? Can you tell me if this looks good? Can you help me with my makeup? Can you help me get my life organized? You know, whatever it is. And listen to that and don't immediately say no. Mm-hmm. no like, that's, that's not, not a skill. Right, right, yeah, right. It's, and it's like, it's, it is. It's not something that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because really the thing, is. and then it's just really um, honing it. And, like, if you really start to put the focus on the things that you're naturally good at, that you enjoy, I'll say this. There's some people that are good at a lot of things and they don't enjoy all oh, of them. absolutely. But if you can put the focus there, there's no telling, like, where you can go with certain yeah. things. You think it's a one-no thing, and it may not be. Yes, fashion can be a YouTube show. It could be an Instagram wow. thing. It can be a book. It can be, a, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's so many different things. It's not like it all has to be, it's this, just like these people, mm-hmm. or nothing. It just made me think of that when you were saying that, mm-hmm. is, like, about the fashion thing, is that we always don't want to own 
the thing that we're good at. We mm-hmm. just dismiss it. Like, mm-hmm. and then we try so hard on the things we're not good at. Yeah. We're like, we're Hi. like, please, please <laughs> let me get better at this. Like, cause I, you know, I'm a terrible housekeeper and I'm like, God damn, if I could just be good at this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm 33. Maybe I just need to let that right. go. Right. Like, I mean, not let, I mean, my husband be upset if I let go of it. <laughs> clean. But let go of this obsession that I, because women are good at this thing. Women are you know, supposed, there's certain supposed things to be a that women, job. right, here's all the things women are good at, and so as a woman, you're like, I gotta hit all these marks. Mm-hmm. I gotta be somebody who's good at cleaning. Mm-hmm. I gotta be somebody who's good at cooking. Gotta I gotta be, be, you've gotta be, a good I've gotta, yeah, you gotta be motherly, you've gotta be sexual, like, you've gotta be, you gotta be, like, all these different things. Yes. You gotta be motherly and a sexual being at the same time. Yeah, yeah I'm not a mom, but I, I, I feel bad for like, we'll have a mom on here sometime yes, and talk we, about we, that We stuff. tend to have guests. Yeah, we're going to have guests on. That's something else we need to mention is we're going to have guests. So if anybody hears this or sees this and has an idea for a guest, um, we are in Memphis. We can probably do some remote interviews. But for now, if you know of any, like, strong women in Memphis that would be good, y'all can always um, let us know. We have an Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can hit and then we the have DMs a, on Instagram. It's yeah. On Your Glow Girl. Yeah, yes. our Instagram our Instagram is On Your Glow Girl. You can DM us or comment on something that we post and let us know, like, hey, I think this would be a good idea for an interview. Or if you guys just have any ideas a on, topic. like, topics or uh-huh. things you want to talk about. Uh-huh. You know, we have, like, somewhat of an outline of how we want to do things, but this show will most likely evolve as we go on. Right, it may... Right have different segments. We've got, we've got a lot of different ideas. This is kind of the first one where we just kind of want to get comfortable and talk to everybody and everything. So where do y'all want to go from here? <laughs> not in life. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to try to ask you to figure I'm all that to out. Go to the <laughs> do you want to do some of the questions? Yeah. We get to know us a little yeah, yeah. So we have these things that I got called songversations. And if you're not watching this, it's little, uh, like, look like little record cards. Yeah, and so we're going to draw, and it's going to ask about a song on one side, and then it's usually a conversation topic. So let's hope it's not, like, super weird. I mean, I guess it's okay. Maybe it should make, be super weird the first. weird. Well, everything's probably going to. I'm weird in general, so. I'm, I think all right, who wants all to draw weird. it? Who wants to draw it? We'll let Jazz go. All okay. right. So do side A is what you read first. Okay. It says, what was your first concert? What's a song by that artist? Oh, my first concert. Let's all three three answer that. What was your first concert? And then what was the song, a song by that artist? I was about to say, Jen's like the concert queen. Yeah. I I don't go to a lot of concerts, but the first one I really remember as my concert was the Chris Brown concert. Oh, really? One of my, like my godmother, she bought me and three of my friends uh-huh. concert tickets and yeah i remember <laughs> was that in nashville yeah it was in nashville i just remember he had a stage this was one of the the albums where he was transitioning into a man <laughs> <laughs> was this before so or it, was after song, the rihanna? it was right in the midst of the rihanna yeah and so he had this hydraulic stage where he was doing inappropriate dance <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, I did a sick. cycle bar and they had a song of his playing today in the cycle bar mm-hmm. class and I mean I like I hadn't paid attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. to run it in mm-hmm. several years. Yeah, and run it was his first song. Wasn't yeah, it, it was yeah. his first like hit at least. Yeah. And so uh he says I can definitely show you things that'll have you he saying said, I can't be 16. Yeah, he can't be 16. Yeah. I'm like shit. Like I mean I'm like <laughs> I never even paid attention to that he said that. So yes. I guess even at 16 he was saying 
some, or do, you know. Yes. Making people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so Chris Brown, Run It, was, mm. I'll say that. Run It yeah. was the song that, yeah, that was going All right, on. You go, so I gotta keep um, My first concert, I was four, with Kenny Rogers. See, you're all cool going to concerts four. at four. Yeah, my mom took me to Kenny Rogers at four, and my favorite song of Kenny Rogers is Lady, which is actually one of my favorite songs ever. Mm-hmm. I always said if I ever got married, that would be the song that we would dance to. Which is lady. so funny because, people that don't know this, Jen's not super into country music. No, I like old school country, but... But, yeah, but it's so it's funny. Like, and, and my mom always... She always complains to me about how much money I spend on concert tickets, but those are like, you took me when I was four, mm-hmm. and then you took me to see New Kids on the Block three times when I was like t- nine mm-hmm. or ten. So, mm-hmm. like, you, you have nobody to blame. Yeah, you contributed four years old. And the only thing I really remember about, I remember, I can remember being at the concert at four, mm-hmm. started the show. He came up out of the middle of the stage, and all the women, of course, went crazy because Kenny Rogers was so big, so big back mm-hmm. then. And then Dolly Parton came out to do. Islands in the stream. I remember. I have vivid memories of that. Yeah, but I'm such a concert music junkie that mm-hmm. you know that's that's my thing. That's what that's where my. So money you remember goes. being four? At, I remember the concert. That's impressive. I, have, yeah. I barely remember anything from being that age. I mean, that might be the only thing I remember yeah. before, but I have a very vivid memory of being of at that show. Yeah, um, it depends on. <laughs> My first concert depends on if whether I want to sound a lot cooler or just tell the truth. <laughs> tell the truth. Tell the the truth. I first one, Rogers. The first <laughs> one I went to was a contemporary Christian artist. You know what? Is that you got? Yeah, I, I mean, and mine. it was at a church, so I guess it just depends on if you consider That's that true, okay. a. Uh, but her name and people probably that are know anything about contemporary Christian music may know uh, Rebecca St. James. In the contemporary Christian world, which I grew up in, mm-hmm. Rebecca St. James. Blew up and was huge and had a lot of songs on, I don't think it was K-Love then, whatever, Christian radio. Uh Um, But this is before, this is her first album, and it was at a church, and I think I was eight or nine. Mm -hmm. You know, it was probably the tamest concert ever, but I thought it was super cool Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, And then now, if you want to say more like, okay, a Mm non-church concert, um, I want to, I think, let me see. It was probably either uh, Memphis in May, like a music fest mm-hmm. thing, with my brother. Um, he took me, and we saw, this is where I'll sound cooler, we saw Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. We saw him, and then right around that time when I was 16, uh, I think that was when I was 15, and when I was 16, I went and saw Pearl Jam with my brother. Mm-hmm. So again, Bob Dylan and Pearl Jam sounds a lot cooler than a contemporary Christian <laughs> at, a, at a church in Bartlett or wherever. <laughs> So, uh, so, but what you were going to say, if you So, my that. first one, actually, I remember now. Uh-huh. I went with my parents, and my sister was, like, five or mm-hmm. something like that. So, I must have so been, see? like, ten. It was Kirk Franklin. Oh, see? Well, that's a cool one. Yeah, he is I like cool. Kirk Franklin. He's cool, he's cool and that was you on the stomp? air. You don't remember that? It was, like, on, it got, like, popular, yeah. no, mainstream, like, stomp. Yeah. The song I know stomp. what stomp is. Yeah. yeah. The song? That's oh, it. No. He did it. Oh, you're talking about the Broadway play? He's talking about the Broadway play. But I was like, I stopped really listening to new music around like 1999. That's when it was. That's when it came out. I think that's when it was. He had like a crossover album that was like not. Like called Revolution or something. Yeah, there was Revolution and Stomp. Britney and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Yeah, you were 90s bubblegum pop. Well, and then you throw in like Eminem and Metallica and Pearl Jam and Foo Fighters. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked, I like it all. Yeah. So yeah, but that's a good one. That's not the one where no, it wasn't here where he fell off the stage. Was it, it was in that era. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, was it that? Were you at that? First, was no, your first I concert was, when he fell? He, off? he fell off in Memphis, didn't he? I thought he did. I think so. 
time we went to see New Kids on the Block, they the group is a, they're not together anymore. But the group that opened up for them, they were called Perfect Gentlemen, mm-hmm. and one of them fell off the stage. And we were on the fifth row, I think. So he like he, he was trying to moonwalk like Michael Jackson. That's he, how it was, Kurt Flagler. <laughs> and he literally moonwalked off, off the, the stage. stage. But they had to bless his heart. He broke his ankle. They had to take him to the hospital. Oh, in the middle of the concert. Oh my god. <laughs> like, and I think no, oh everybody was like, oh good, your kid's going to be out soon. And it's like, where's Donnie? Yeah, because I've never in my life heard of Perfect Children. Perfect <laughs> was like, they were on the same label with new kids. Like, I think it was Mari Star's son. It was three little boys yeah. in a little thing. Moonwalk. Yeah. They had like one stage and <laughs> out of a career. Yeah, in, Nash- in Nashville. About out of a when we had a Starwood Amphitheater. I don't just we don't have it anymore, out of that. He did. He just right off the stage, bless his heart. I think, I think, now I'm going to be upset. I think Kirk Franklin did fall off the stage yeah, I think in Memphis. he fell off in Memphis. But, but I don't know. We, yeah. We'll, we'll follow up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, edit this and be like, specific, yeah. Blockcast. Yeah, between the, this episode and next episode, flash flash Google, Google it. It was Memphis. For everyone, like, nobody's going to even care. We're going to be like, coming back, like, just so everyone knows, this is the day and time that Kirk Franklin fell off the stage. Right. Okay, um, yeah, so, and then there's another, where's that card at? I think there's something on the back. Um, okay, who took you to your first concert, which you said your mom. Yeah, well, it's the whole family, really. It's me, mom, dad, my two aunts, two cousins. It was just mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah, my, my parents my and my brother, uh, we all went, so my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. parents, to the Kirk Franklin, my godmom dropped us off at yeah. the Chris Brown. <laughs> it's my cool first mm-hmm. ones. It was my older brother um, that took me to those, mm-hmm. so, and... My first big girl concert, like where I went without parents, like where I went with just friends, was Tom was Tom Petty, mm-hmm. and it was a big group of us. It was my sophomore year of high school. It was the first one time we went. I went like by myself as a big girl, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I think I was fifteen at Bill Street Music Fest ish that age. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time I'd pretty much been in any real kind of concert, and definitely first time anyone had offered me a hit. <laughs> Like a joint, like they offered me, a, and I was like, "Didn't he?" I'm like, super innocent kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Was raised in like a very Southern Baptist uh, conservative mm-hmm. home or whatever. So like at first I was like, "Why are they offering me a cigarette?" Like I didn't even know. Like that's yeah. how. Yeah, we were, we're. And I was like, "What does that smell?" And it was funny because my aunt, God rest her soul, but she used to she used to smoke weed, and my dad thought this was a funny story, so he wouldn't have minded that I'm telling this. But I was at the concert, and I came, I can't remember if I told my brother or came home and told my dad, but one way or the other, I was at that concert, the Bob Dylan, and I said, it smells like Aunt Lisa's house here. <laughs> because I didn't know that Aunt Lisa's house smelled oh like God. weed. Yeah, like, so I was like, oh, it just, that's weird. It smelled, like, that. literally as a child, mm-hmm. I thought... The smell of weed was, was my aunt's. Out. You know how like houses oh, have homes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. thought that it was weed, and right. like that that was her. That was just way And right. my dad like buckled over laughing. Like <laughs> thought it was like I guess he you know he never told us. By the way, kids, that smell is weed. But mm-hmm. you know. He, he told that story, like, like as long as he was alive, pretty much, anytime he'd be like, did I tell you about how Katie said, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I remember when we were at Tom Petty, um, he was, he looked down, it was, I don't remember what song it was, but in the middle of the concert, he looked down at somebody on the front row, and he goes, boy, I know you're having a good time, because I can smell what you're smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, Lord. And, uh, yeah, okay, this is the other question is, did you like the concert? 
I like both of my concerts. Yeah, absolutely. I still love Kenny Rogers. I've seen Kenny Rogers probably six or seven yeah. times now. I'm trying to think if there was ever a concert I went to and I was like, this blows. Like, this sucks. No. Um, I don't think I've ever been to one. I mean, unless it's a, like a normal church concert. Yeah, I was going to say, I pray, I've been in church where I was made to go to something and I'm yeah, like, this yeah, person yeah. sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't really ever really feel that way about opening acts. Like, And a lot of times I'll just skip the opening yeah, act. Yeah, I'll go get a... <laughs> you yeah. know, like when New Kids did the reunion tour, and, and Katie, I, I went like five or six times to the, this one particular. They've done several tours, but this one particular tour, and it was mm-hmm. New Kids and Boys to Men and, and Ninety Eight Degrees. And I would watch Boys to Men, and then I would Ninety Eight Degrees would got, would come out, and then I would immediately get go like go to the concession stand, go to the bathroom, do what I needed to that do. Was all about. I was still watching I was like, I, was, I was at the concession stand getting me some food. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I'm a, I didn't like them then. I don't like them now. <laughs> Not, you're, yeah. not, you're not Donnie not, Wahlberg, you're not Joe McIntyre. Slightly, Bye. slightly beyond the era where you're like, people that well, don't know this. Well, they at the same time as NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, but they, I just Until recently, though, Jen's always been those people like, she she had her years of when she decided to be open to music, and then that cut off at a certain year, and then I could not get her to listen to any single thing that was not from yeah. those bands. I mean, you would listen Katie to new music says, by then. Katie always says the only way she can get me to listen to new artists is if they do a song with Eminem or the yeah. Foo Fighters. Yeah, if they do a feature, then she's like, she's like that Ed Sheeran has a good voice. I'm like, no <laughs> shit, because I've never heard him until he yeah, did that song. You're like, he's very popular. I know that. Yeah, I know he was. Like I'll know their names. Mm-hmm. I've just never heard anything they've done. Mm-hmm. So I and I had never heard his voice until he did the song with Eminem. And then I was like, I think he has a really great yeah, voice. Yeah. Or uh, who's who is it that sings that song? It's like I don't care. I love it. Or, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever that song is. Remember? I don't know what song it is. I don't know. Who um. Is. But I don't know names. Anyway, yeah, it's like uh, that song. Whatever that song is that I just butchered trying to figure out what it was. They played that at the New Kids. Concert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why Jen suddenly started listening to that song. And I'm like, damn it! Like anything has to be like related to something. Somebody that she already likes, existing likes, or accidentally is forced to hear something over and over until she likes it. I don't don't listen to the radio, and I don't search out new music the way I used Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. The new music I hear is from artists that I already listen to when they release a new album. Okay, so then we have these other things that we're going to see. These are called affirmators. Um, And this is just a little card deck. Card dick. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Card deck. that. uh, Yes, family don't watch this. Yeah. I was going to say. I'm very disappointed in your daughter if you're watching. Talking about uh, microphones looking looking like dicks and then card dicks. Dicks, dicks, dicks. Dick on the brain. Right, there we go. That's what I was going to say. Uh, just going to say that. She's like, I was going to say that. I did not. Jim's the one with no filter. Anyway, moving on from dicks for the time being. <laughs> I have we these will little... talk about sex in here as well. She's like, we will talk about dicks. <laughs> so just go ahead and ostracize don't send this. Them to me and I don't polarize our audience. Don't do that. Yeah, it was. Stop sending me pictures of your dick in my DMs. I don't, Stop it. yeah, it, there's probably two men listening to this. But I don't care. Those two men probably don't send dick probably pics not. if they even would listen to this. But okay, well, it's probably Stop this it. men and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> you, you Spread you the word. Well, we could literally, we could probably do on. an episode on that shit, on like the what men do things. Yeah, that like stopping. Not, yeah, we should do that. We'll we do that. We'll do, we'll do like do an episode episodes, about yeah. it. But I've got these cards. They're called affirmators. They're basically like little positive things, like sayings or th- 
things to discuss um, and or mantras, but it's slightly less woo-woo, as I would say. Um, so, let's see. Do you want to draw? Sure, why not? And I can either read it or you can read it. I am exactly where I need to be, exactly when I need to be. There's nothing more I need to do. I mean, yes, there will always be laundry <laughs> and taxes. But in terms of my life's path, I don't need to do anything because I am already here. I take a deep breath, relax, and trust, and then do laundry. <laughs> That's funny. Now, I like that. I but, like that, too. Yeah, because... Kind of like what we are talking about. Like, yeah. we are exactly where we need to Exactly. Be. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, being ambitious is good. Wanting to progress in life and move yourself forward and become a better person. Those are all good things to strive for. Mm-hmm. But this sort Nothing of... Happens, happens overnight. Yeah, but this anxiety, like I said, there's this female anxiety. It's female like this, anxiety. it's like this thing, this like... I gotta be doing something else, or I should be. I should be here. I've got, you know, I've got to have some wrinkles. I need those right, rocks. right. I've got to have all these things or whatever. And it's like, take a breath. Yeah, it's like this is where you are in your life. Mm-hmm. Be present in that moment. Right. Like, and I started doing meditation over the last month, and that's really helped me with my nerves. Like to just take a moment, just just breathe, mm-hmm. and focus on nothing but your breathing. But yeah, I know you have a friend who. Yeah, yeah. Plug my other podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That's a good one. And then I'll, I'll draw one, and then mm-hmm. we can wrap it up. And it says, "I'm beautiful even when I don't think it. I'm beautiful even when I don't see it. I'm beautiful no matter how many people don't say it. Ooh, mm. That's good. I'm beautiful, and I don't even care if you know it. I'm beautiful, which is why I don't have to try so hard all the time to show it." Mm. That's pretty good. I didn't, I wasn't trying to, just so everyone knows, I didn't like rig that so I could say I'm beautiful. Like, <laughs> but I guess that's kind of the whole point of the card. Um, but yeah, that uh, I'm beautiful no matter how many people don't say it. Is, that's a hard one. But, yeah, hard? it, it is. is hard. It's very hard. It's yeah. Very hard, it's very hard. You know? That's what I'm saying is like, and I probably didn't even hit that point earlier when I was saying it with the with the closing window thing. That, like, that plays into it. Like, Absolutely. as much as you don't want to think beauty and all these, like, you want to think, I'm not shallow, I'm not these things, like, I don't care as much about that, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, I mean, like, I don't want, uh, like, as much as I don't want to n- be overly noticed, <laughs> I also don't want to be not noticed right. at all. Absolutely. Like, there is, there's, there's gratification and you grow up, people are telling you you're pretty, you're this and right. that, and you you're if so you, thin, you're so this, and then you get older and you start gaining weight, and people are like, "That's really <laughs> nobody's gonna hear what you just said." I know. That's <laughs> you're gonna I hear your. <laughs> I, I, I purposely. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think beauty is one of those things that if you're not careful, it will always be dependent on other people and go. what they think. Yeah, it will, think. Yeah. Yeah, it will. It and will. and it's like, like I'm gonna plug your podcast again, but this week's talking about constant need for uh, I can't remember affirmation not I know what was the word validation constant need for validation yeah constant need for validation um and yeah that's 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 something I I felt and have felt in my 30s some and felt ashamed that I felt it because again I'm a feminist I'm a woman that knows better than to think those things than to think I need to be noticed on Instagram I need to be this or that but that doesn't mean I still don't fall prey to that fear. Why you know, it's like more followers than me. Yeah, why are they yeah. getting more comments than me? Yeah. Are men and women gonna look past me? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, am I gonna just be looked past? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about it in my twenties. I mean, 
I wasn't comfortable with myself in my 20s. That's the funny thing. It's like, you're not comfortable with yourself when you're younger. In maybe that's when you actually looked the way you thought you wanted to look. Not me. Nothing wrong with being overweight. I just was heavier. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get confident. And then by the time you have your own confidence, you get old enough, then society starts being like, but you got wrinkles. But you yeah, got these I've heard, um, and, and yeah. so I'll say, like, it was kind of the opposite for me. Like, when I went to college, I was really confident. Like, you can ask my best friend. She's like, you got crazy confident. Mm-hmm. Like, and now as I'm getting older, I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. so, yeah, like, I've, But I've never gone through a phase where I felt confident. But I also grew up in a family that was very much, nothing was ever good enough. Mm-hmm. So I've never been in a phase where I felt confident mm-hmm. about anything. Because it was always thrown in my mm-hmm. face that... I tell this story a lot. Like, if I got a C, why didn't you get a B? If you mm-hmm. get a B, why didn't you get an A? And then if you get an A, why wasn't it a hundred? And if you get a hundred, then it's why can't you do that all the time? <laughs> yeah, it's literally how I grew up, and it wasn't just grades; it was, it was everything. Mm-hmm. It's just that was the environment yeah. I grew up in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and my parents were fairly good at um, instilling self confidence in me and all that. But I, I had that too, where certain things I was confident on. I mean, like, when I was in seventh grade, I walked into the Sunday school class and, like, volunteered to read something out loud to people, hearing them laugh that I was volunteering. You know what I mean? But as you get older, as things happen, that's where you pick up from other people, that's not good enough. That's not, why are you so, you're not a badass, you're not these things, who do you think you are? There's a lot of, who do you think you are? And then you start thinking it to myself. Who do I think I am? Like, maybe maybe they're right. I dyed my hair pink and my aunt stopped speaking to me. Yeah, it's because just she's like, you know, you're 39 years old and you're trying to find a job. Nobody's going to hire you with pink hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you learn things and then that kind of alters the way mm-hmm. you live. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. things, you think you know things. So you're confident mm-hmm. sometimes when you're younger thinking like, I know this. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. This mm-hmm. is, you know, and then as things fall apart, as life does, mm-hmm. you start getting a little shaky. Like, maybe I don't know mm-hmm. this. Maybe I'm, you know, there's... There's a uh, John Cena meme that always makes it, where he just makes this face and he says, maybe I do suck. And that's like always what I feel like, you know, when you start doubting yourself, it's just like, that's the thought. Yeah, maybe I do suck. Yeah. I'll say like with my parents, like my dad did a really good job of being like, hey boo, you look beautiful. Mm-hmm. You look pretty today. And my mom is like one of those people who's really, how to say, hmm, how to say <laughs> badass, but she is just awesome at saying, yeah. if I don't know you, I don't care what you have yeah. to say about me. Right. You know, so she taught me, like, if they're irrelevant to your life, who cares? Right. And I think as a young adult and a child, well, as a child, teenager, I had that mindset, like, I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, when you get older, and then it's like something. You look back and you're like, I really did care what they said. Well, not even that, but, like, when you get older and you realize, like, well, maybe I should care what people mm-hmm. say. Or maybe I, you know, it's like your mind warps mm-hmm. into... Like influence all the outside influence. You get older and you start get society's expectations of a woman um, placed more on you as you as you get older. When you're a child, you don't feel those expectations. Maybe yeah, maybe that's it. And so because I get older, you just. I don't know, like, you you have all society's expectations, and then you start taking that in, and then people who don't really matter, and then that's when your family 
actually, those are the people who care about right. you. They mm-hmm. actually start saying things. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you as a child, I guess maybe they were sheltering you and they didn't really, oh, I just leave them a liberal out of yeah. it. But then when you're an adult, they're like, well, now, wait wait a minute. Why, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? Yeah. Why, are you, why are you doing that? <laughs> right. And then you're like, wait a minute. I, you're the one who I care about, so maybe I, I, I should take in your opinion. But no. Yeah, no. yeah. You have to get to the point where you're like, this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like and I finally did that when when I finally left the sheriff's department. It felt so liberating. It was like I'm finally doing something for me, mm-hmm. and then like my family freaked out. She's leaving a good job with good insurance and good benefits and a retirement plan, and she's been there for 17 years and yada yada yada. And she was going to makeup school and she dyed her hair pink and she doesn't have a job. It's like they they thought you're going through some my, early like, midlife like crisis. Early midlife crisis. You know, it was like no, just you know, I couldn't do this for mm-hmm. someone. Give me a moment. You know, mm-hmm. let me be me. Mm-hmm. Let me be me. Yeah, there's and I'm gonna not say it exactly right, but I, and I said this on my other podcast, but um, the quote is. Uh, the woman who does not require validation from anyone is, is the, the most, most feared, feared person, person on the planet. Yeah. And that's true mm-hmm. because it's like this validate me. Am I worthy? Am I good enough? Am I pretty? Mm-hmm. Am I as pretty as this person? Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe I should face tune this photo more. <laughs> maybe I should do, you know what I mean? Like it's like, I mean, we can talk about this on another episode, but I mean, nobody has goddamn pores on anything anymore. So then you feel weird if you I'm have pores on a photo. I'm volunteer that I do not filter my pictures. <laughs> I filter photos. I, I, I mean, it's fine that I do if I'm not trying to promote my makeup. But mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm going to filter my makeup pictures, that it's false advertising. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. So I do, that's why I like the portrait mode settings on the, mm-hmm. the iPhone X's. But no, yeah, I don't, I don't filter my yeah. I filter photos like. Katie, but I look the same when you see me in person. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Try to look the same. Yeah, like, you don't. You're not like yeah. When I say I filter, I'm I'm filtering. We're turning your, I'm not doing turning those, you into a cartoon. I was character. showing my husband the other day because he didn't know there was apps like this. I was like, look, you can literally make it where you're like, I want to smile more. I mean, it looks weird, but it's like this weird smile thing. <laughs> or you can add extra eyebrows. Yeah, you can slim your face. You can lighten your skin. Yes. You can darken your skin. Yes. You can like you can, do you your can look makeup. thinner. You can yes. look, you know. And Gabriel Zamora is one of the makeup artists that I watch on YouTube mm-hmm. and he was showing at the Facetune what mm-hmm. we were talking about and he was like I can literally do my whole makeup and Facetune and he he was like showing you how to do it. Yeah. And like it got through look I mean mm-hmm. you just take a selfie and then do your own makeup on the whole the whole app does mm-hmm. it for you mm-hmm. it's um, crazy yeah yeah and then so many people though that's the thing it's like i don't mind being like yeah i filter a lot of my photos mm-hmm. versus people who are like no filter and you're like bullshit there's what do you mean I'm no filter? filter like you know like when we were taking pictures last night i'm not promoting my makeup skills so of course i'm gonna put a little bit of a filter on it so mm-hmm. i don't look because my pores are like the grand canyon <laughs> well again pores are just that i mean the thing i was just gonna say is like pores have like become non-existent online yeah. so you forget everything stress mark pores yeah it right. becomes the, the measuring line becomes is, go is too far. and i have a friend who who goes too far with it it's like you look like a, a cgi you, right you look like <laughs> yeah. the, the girl from roger rabbit it's like yeah. you don't look real mm-hmm. the girl from roger rabbit oh my god no but um everybody knows what you look like in person honey yeah uh, yeah but i just uh, i think this weird or sometimes actually i lost like 60 pounds started working out consistently for mm-hmm. years finally was doing the things i always said i wanted to do mm-hmm. in my 20s 
feeling the body confidence, feeling a little more like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm this size that I always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, you know what I mean? But then it's like, sometimes you do get compliments or you do get things and then you get addicted to that. Yeah, That's yeah. what I was talking about on my podcast is like the validation. So then, or even if you have a parent meaning well or an mm-hmm. aunt or anybody mm-hmm. meaning well telling you over and over how great you are, if they're not around or they don't, they pass away, something mm-hmm. happens, mm-hmm. you're like, you lose that and right. you're like, am right. I anything now? Like, I'm right. like, I need outside validation or I don't think I'm anybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you can't, Live like that. You can't live like that. Because there's going to be times, we were talking about this the other day, talking about confidence, when when your self-confidence, you have to maintain and own your glow and your self-confidence because there are going to be times nobody's telling you that you're beautiful. There's going to be times nobody's saying you can do it. Now, if your friends, hopefully, they say shit like that, but in general, there's periods in life where you're going to feel like nobody is Mm -hmm. saying what you need Mm -hmm. to hear. Mm -hmm. So you better be fucking saying it to yourself. Mm -hmm. So that, you know what I mean? Like, that's when you need your own self-confidence the most. That's when you have to maintain it and say, like, I'm fucking awesome. I can get through this. I can be a badass. Mm -hmm. And not wait on a fucking man to tell you that you're a badass. Or anyone. Another woman, even. Mm -hmm. Like, saying, you know what? Like, I can look at my history. I can look at my past and see that I have accomplished things. Or that I have gotten through really shitty hard times and it's so that's where you go back to to maintain that confidence when somebody's not giving it to you because when you give someone all of the power to make you feel good or make you feel beautiful you give them all the power to make you feel like shit you do absolutely you do because then you're flying high when they say the right thing you're flying high and when they forget or don't say it or 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 some of them like to gaslight you like Right, that's what I'm saying. Some, you know, there's there's approval that and validation from people that they mean well, but you need so much validation they don't feel like it's good enough. They're like, I'm complimenting you all the time, and you just don't hear it because you just need more and more. But then there's people that you get addicted to it because they don't give it to you enough. So like, they don't give you enough validation. They don't say it enough. So when they do, you're like, I'm special. They don't say that that much. You know what I mean? Like, and then, but then you need it again. Then that like you can't sustain it. You're always an empty vessel basically saying please I need more validation like if you're not telling me I'm good enough if if somebody's not telling me I'm pretty enough and smart enough I'm not like that's what it ends up being um and I think that's something with this vlogcast that we're gonna try to yeah like I said I'm sure we all think like we invented it and it's gonna be like a big (laughs) thing um but that's something we also want to try to tackle is learning how to gain as women, we want to encourage each other and build each other's self-confidence, but then we also need it within ourselves. Like, yeah. how can we remind ourselves who we are and that we have been through hard things and that we're going to get through other hard things and that we are still fucking relevant as long as we want to be fucking relevant yeah. versus here's the age cutoff where you get to no longer be mm-hmm. who you want to be. I mean, we we me and Jen went to see that Joan Jett documentary, Mm -hmm. and that was what it was all about, was like, I was sitting there and I'm thinking, I think, I want to say Joan Jett's like, she's in her 50s, early 50s, I think, at least, least, if not before. I think she's probably in her 60s. She's 50s, 60s-ish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's on there, and she's pretty much got the same look she's always had, but she's like a fucking badass, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't give a shit that she's in her 50s and 60s. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she didn't decide then she gets the old lady haircut, and she, you know... Yeah, doesn't rock anymore and she doesn't do yeah Yeah, like because and to her it's not even a question it's just like yeah that's who I am Mm -hmm. and I'm like 
I want to develop even more of that kind of self-confidence. She's exactly 60. 60. So Joan Jett is 60, but she has this confidence about her that I'm sure is why, you know, she's always been the way she's been. Where it's like, she didn't give a fuck if people are like whispering that a 60 year old shouldn't wear that or that a, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what you gotta get over. Like, the idea, the whispers are gonna happen. Like, people are gonna say, you shouldn't wear that. Like, if you did something fashion, they're gonna say, that was a mistake or this was that way. Yeah, my mom told me the other day. Or somebody will say, her makeup's not good. Or somebody will say, my advice is not good. (laughs) Yeah, like, my mom told me the other day, like, you can't dye your hair pink after you turn 40. You just can't do that. And why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to have pink hair again. That's something I think that the, my mom, our our parents' generation probably, I, I think, participated in more than we do. Or mm-hmm. I will, as I age, I refuse to participate in, which is rules on decades. What I mean by that is, like, rules that, especially, there's never hardly any rules for men. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. No rules about what men can wear after yeah. a certain age and, mm-hmm. like, all of that. And women... There is. Or, like, um, wait, like, nobody, you know, guys are going to go out in their swim trunks and not give a shit. Dudes like, don't give a shit. Yeah, if if a woman been, goes out and then she I has on not, a bikini. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. No. Used to be th- I was thin, but people used to tell me I was too thin. Like, I had literally had people say, you're so thin, it's gross. I have not worn a bathing suit in public since I was probably nine years old mm-hmm. without a t-shirt and shorts on the yeah. top of it. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just one of those things you have to, it's just getting comfortable. And it's, it, like I said, that old school mentality, I want to like try to help get rid of, which is I have to be this by a certain age. I have to be, even I have to be a mom, like whether it's adoption, surrogacy, whatever you do, like don't let anybody tell you this is what I have to be by this age. And if I'm not, I'm nothing or, or I can't. Or that you have to be that at all. Or that you, you can't do not. anything right. by that age. You right. can't. Like, if you don't want to be a mother, then you should not be a mother. There are too many parents out there that should never have had kids. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, leave me alone. I've made the decision mm-hmm. that that's not me. Mm-hmm. And I, you should respect the fact that I know that exactly. I would not be a good parent. Exactly. Yeah. And so you should be happy that I'm not bringing another child into this world to screw up. Yeah, I mean, even things like fashion decisions, like shallow, like as light as that is, it's something that society has always put on women. Like, I remember reading this thing, it was like, no woman over 25 should ever wear ripped jeans. And I'm like, I was under 25 at the time, and I thought in my head, I guess at 25, I need to cut off doing that. I'm 33, and I still wear, I wear more ripped jeans than I used to. I remember us being in Vegas, and you found those jeans that you like. Yeah, with ice cream. Ice cream patches. I had like, like, it's like ice cream on it. At first, she was like, I'm probably too old to wear that. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, Yeah. like, who the fuck, that's where I am, I'm kind of at now. Mm -hmm. I think women, as we get older, as we get in 30s, like late 20s, 30s, 40s, it, you get to where you're so exhausted mm-hmm. from trying to please people so and trying exhausted. to be what somebody wants. Am I am I what you want? Am I what you want? Do I mm-hmm. look the way you want me to look? Is, you know, my hair this way? Is my clothes this way? Is this how you want? And then it's never still good enough, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's like, or they're not paying attention anymore. You know, one of those things. And so, no, they moved up to the, to the so now women get exhausted and fed up and mad. And then they're like, you know what? Fuck you. Screw you and what you think. And like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And then you're the bitch. Right. But, but hopefully. But I think you have to get to the point where it's like, once you decide, I'm not doing what you want to do, I'm shutting everything off. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what, from here on, I don't care what you say, whether it's good, bad, mm-hmm. ugly. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing I'm what doing I want to do. Yeah. I'm doing me. I'm yeah. doing what I want to do. And I'm happy yeah. with that. 
Exactly. Who wants to own Maglos? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and there's a, uh, I don't know who originally said it, but the thing, uh, what other people say about me is none of my business. That's like, like what they think about me and what they say about me is none of my business. That's on them. Mm-hmm. That's their, that's their thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I, that's really helped me too, because I, you know, needing approval, needing mm-hmm. one, one day, like you were saying, one day saying, I don't care what people think. And then inwardly going, but like, why don't they like me? Mm-hmm. But why don't they mm-hmm. think I'm cool? Why don't they think I'm these things? Um, and so, yeah, that's what our, our one of our missions with this uh, vlogcast to do is to help women get over that hump of feeling like they have to be everything that somebody else said they have to be. Mm-hmm. Or um, that they have to be everything. You don't yeah. have mm-hmm. to be everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Being who you want to be. And it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. All of this that we're talking very, about is easier said than done. We're talking about it, but, you know, it's like, we're we not there. are we're yeah, not there yet. Yeah, right. We're that's, not there yet. That's what we're trying to. Um, that's what I said. We're. It, it, this is all of us going along with this. This is not a like. We're not trying us to versus teach them. You we're gonna. Yeah, like I mean, we we hope that preaching. as we learn things, that y'all can learn with us. That's or what, give us advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, plenty. Yeah, y'all are welcome sure. to um, write if to us or. Journey than me, then hey, I'll take all the advice I can. Yeah, do. yeah, let yeah, let us know um, what you think about this, what you think about the podcast, about the blog, vlog, about um, the topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else we want to before I wrap it up? Uh, we're also going to try to do like a book club type thing and discuss. Yeah, a, yeah. A, a that is this, yes. This month we have read uh, Gabrielle Union's yeah, new book. The, um, yeah. We're going to need more wine. wine. Yep, and it is. Amazing. It is right. Read it. Absolutely read it. It's not only is it like her life story, but she gives really good life lessons Mm -hmm. as the book goes on. So basically, yeah, if you guys want to read that book, Gabrielle Union, We're Gonna Need More Wine, it's really easy read or listen. The audiobook's great, too. She does the uh, voice on the audiobook. And it's so entertaining that I drove home from Florida, and it was an eight-hour trip, and I've never been got home and sat in the car because I still wanted to keep yeah, listening to it. That's how much, yeah, she is so good. And so we are all finishing reading that, um, and we want you guys to check it out, either listen to it or read it, and then we're going to have an episode where we discuss And if you don't have the money to buy the book, I can send it to you free. Hit me up on the Instagram and... Um... Yep, I can get it to you for free, so you can listen to it. Absolutely, we're not sponsored by Gabrielle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, we, the book is really, really good. But yeah. if Gabrielle Union wants to be our friend, we're welcome. She's yeah, welcome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we loved your book. Yeah, we love Gabrielle Union, but and we're not paid to love Gabrielle. Gabrielle Union. and I went in August to the Blogger uh, conference, and Gabrielle Union spoke, and she by far gave the best. Yeah, she was talk. awesome. At, she was. Awesome. She was. She blew great. me away. Yeah, she. I, I was shocked by how amazing she yep. was. Yeah. All right, so we're going to wrap up the pilot episode, the Yay. first episode of Own Your Own, Glow. Of Own, Own Your Glow. Glow. All that's left to say is this is how I think we want to finish out the episodes is we're going to remind everyone to speak your mind and own your glow. Own your glow. Own your glow. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of Own Your Glow. We really hope you enjoyed it and we appreciate your support. If you think you have friends who may want to listen, we'd be honored if you shared a link or posted a screenshot online telling your friends to check the podcast out. Remember, if you would like to contact us for any reason, whether that's for suggestions for the show, guest ideas, requests, advice, or you want to work with us in some other way, 
please email info, I-N-F-O, at ownyourglowgirl.com. That's info at ownyourglowgirl.com. And visit ownyourglowgirl.com for more info. And one more time for the road, Jen, Jazz, and I want to remind you to speak your mind and own your glow, girl. Yeah, I got that charm. They say I'm lucky, but you, you got the cards. Dealer, I'm feeling it hit me. Yeah, I got swagger. You won't see me, see me stunting. No, never, never stagger.